This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Haroa, Rocky Patel, Victor Vitale, Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. Welcome, 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 folks. The Cigar Authority, Saturday, February 12th. 2011, Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison, and I'm David Garofalo. Welcome into the Cigar Authority, a two-hour weekly show. About, about nothing. About nothing, really. It's guys hanging around cigar stores and what they talk about, which is uh, foolishness and uh, things like that. We smoke some nice cigars and talk about different subjects. That's pretty much the whole show. And I uh, want to say uh, this week we have a pretty good show coming up. Because we're Good always you. we're Good always you. talking about great cigars. We want to find the greatest cigars for you and tell you this is the next new hot cigar and let you know. Well, there's a group out there. That are, they're the exact opposite of us. <laughs> they have a great website, and uh, all they talk about is crappy cigars. And it's crappycigars.com. Just crap. I think it's crapcigars.com. Crapcigars.com. Yes. They call it crappy, rotten, dog turds. They say way worse than that, but for radio, this is what we're going to say. And um, we, I caught them on CrapCigars.com. I thought it was very interesting, very entertaining. Actually, it was a better show than us. <laughs> it, was, it was just the complete opposite of what you have on the show. They actually dig around to try to find the worst cigars so that you, basically listening to us and listening to them, you, you're going to you know, obviously try to smoke stuff in the middle or whatever, but yeah. you're – you definitely do not want to go down to where they're smoking. They'll buy some some uh, private label mail order catalog type cigars <laughs> you know, at low low prices, fifty five cents a stick. Yeah, and, and they wonder they, why it's crap. And, and they'll read what it says about the cigar and say, "Oh, it's creamy with this velvety taste and stuff." And then they smoke <laughs> it. They go, "Oh God, it's a dog turd!" <laughs> <laughs> and they say some great stuff. So I, somebody sent me the link. I, I watched a whole bunch of them. I thought it was great. And uh, we're going to have uh, the whole group on. There's uh, three or four guys. That do it, and um, supposedly they're all going to come on, so we'll, we'll catch them on uh, right after the break. Uh, that we're going to have them come on. Also, it is time to start thinking about uh, federal and state income tax, believe it or not. I know we're in mid-February, but it's time to get ready for it. So the tax man, the accountant, Andy Numbers Nelson, will be in here, and he's going to let us know if we can write off the cigars or how we can write off cigars and different things like that, so we'll bring him on. So quickly, we want to say hi to the four stations listening in this week and every week on the Cigar Authority. WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. We have WARL 1320, that's Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. And WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. Checking in. As always, if you're listening to this on the radio and for some reason you actually want to watch this mess, you can go on to Ustream.tv or thecigarauthority.com and actually listen live 
actually watch live, and all the old podcasts and, and shows are on there for viewing or audio, and also audio on podbean.com and iTunes. Yes, sir. Because I was just traveling, and I loaded some iTunes things, and I actually listened to myself, which I enjoy very much, listening to myself. We can tell. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, that being said, uh, I have just got back last night well, or this morning early, 1 o'clock in the morning, from um, a, a short 30-hour trip to Florida, which I stopped in to see, say hello to Jesus Fuego, who uh, just won the Cigar yeah. of the Year, 2283 Cigar of the Year. I came, brought him the plaque. Also, coincidentally, uh, yesterday, it was his birthday, so I brought him a birthday oh, wow. cake, and we said hi and had a couple of cigars. Quick, quick stop to say hi to Nick Perdomo, and then off to, unfortunately, but very importantly, I stopped off um, to see Sal Fontana for the last time. Sal Fontana, an industry great, passed away this week, uh, died at the age of 86, and his wake was at Jupiter, Florida, yesterday. Uh, he's been around for uh, six decades uh, 62 years in the cigar business. That's uh, impressive. To do anything for 62 years. Yeah, yeah. And um, he did a lot. He did a lot to the cigar industry, and we're going to pay homage to him today. I'll tell you, it was uh, it was a great wake that they had. Um, you know, like most wakes nowadays, they have revolving pitches that show different things. But they had videos of him also, of him being interviewed and things like that, and him talking about the cigar industry, which he loved so much. Um, worked up until two weeks before he passed away. And um, here's a cigar that was actually at the wake. They had them all lined up. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. There were cigars cigar at the wake? It was cigar smoking at the wake. Wow. I have never heard of that. It was awesome. And, um, you know, they said, do you, want mean, a, do you want a cigar? And I got the cigar and I put it in my pocket. And I said, sure, geez, this is nice. And they said, well, light her up. And I said, well, I don't know if that's cool. And they said, Sal would want it that way. Absolutely. And everybody lit their cigars. Mm-hmm. So um, I said, is it possible to get a few of these to take to the show? And they, they said, absolutely. So this is the, the La Fontana Consigliere, which is uh, a tribute to Sal Fontana uh, by Christian Aroa from Camacho, who uh, put the brand together. And if those of you who don't know who Sal Fontana was, um, he is the guy that um, brought us Bacharach the brand Bacharach, which will smoke the next hour. Something uh, uh, different if you've never had a Bacharach before, but you're talking about a huge, huge cigar that sells in the multi, multi millions. Tens of million cigars. And, uh, you know, I need an ashtray over here if I could. Um, Sal started in the cigar business um, and he came out with a brand called C. Upman. Everybody knows the brand H. Upman? Yeah. Well, there's a uh, his brother, which was Carl Upman, came. Uh, Sal came up with a cigar with him in conjunction with uh, him, and uh, they were sued. They were sued not to uh, have the brand, and they had to actually stop it right off the bat. So C. Upman was to go away. So um, Sal changed the name of it to Baccarat, and um, coincidentally, right after he did that, he was sued. From Baccarat Crystal. So the name immediately was changed after that to Baccarat The Game. So uh, that's the, the brand that's been around since Jesus uh, came out, I believe, in the 60s. And um, You really actually truly know 
everything about everything <laughs> in cigars. I am a cigar I, authority. I, I mean, I we we say cigar authority kind of tongue in cheek though most of the time, <laughs> or at least I thought we did. What the heck? That's impressive, David. Yeah. yeah. Well, I knew Sal well. He was my friend, and I'll tell you, I've been, I'm an Italian American myself. And uh, you guys all stick together. We did, know that. And there's only a few of us left in this industry, so uh, we we lost another Italian. And you know, we joke when we go to trade shows and stuff. And so Sal says, "Sit at my table. Sit at the Italian table." It's getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And you know, we're all talking and telling Sal stories at the wake. And uh, you know, funny, funny guy. And we had some great, great times together. And listening to other people's stories, he was like that with everybody. Isn't so. he the guy that uh, at the trade shows would have uh, his own scooter? Yeah, scooter. He drives around with the scooter, goes going crazy. At the restaurants, there was this one time, Sal goes into a restaurant with a scooter, drives in, paying no attention to where he's going, hits the gas, drives into the restaurant, smashes into somebody's table, eating dinner. Everything goes flying everywhere. He looks at the person, turns the key, gets up, walks away, and sits at his table, says nothing to anybody. <laughs> like it didn't even happen. <laughs> what a character. He's going to be missed. <laughs> there, there were so many Sal stories like this of things. That, did you ever hear when Sal did this? And did you ever hear when Sal did that? And uh, it was funny, funny stuff. And, you know, uh, that's the way to have a wake. You, you remember somebody yeah. as opposed to uh, not a lot of crying, but a lot of laughing and um, telling stories about him. And he'll be he'll be missed big time. He, he was a he was a friend of everybody's. And he's a guy that um, would make predictions and things like that. Um, Sal is a guy that predicted when Fidel Castro took power. Fidel Castro, he took power, but he'll be out in one year. Still there. <laughs> Most of these things are wrong. Sal is also a guy that um, said if cigars ever reach a dollar apiece, it's going to be the ruination of the cigar industry and it's over. Be tough to find a cigar for a dollar a piece. Really? Well, the guys at CrapCigar.com. Maybe, they find maybe. <laughs> we'll see if they end up doing it. So, in 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 respect to Sal, we're going to smoke his uh, consigliere La Fontana, which if you know the brand La Fontana, they made a uh, special ones that are uh, Figurado shaped ones, and it's called consigliere because he is for the Camacho people, the consigliere of the family, uh, Christian Aroa and and his dad Julio, who had. Camacho. Sal was basically running that thing for years and years. Sal invented the Camacho Triple Maduro. Wow. Um, Sal had a lot to do with so many of them. Room 101. Big parts of Room 101. In the Hollywood Wax Museum, George Burns is actually holding a Baccarat cigar. Really? Really? I just found that out in the chat box. That's awesome. Is that true? Is that true? Of course it's true. It's on the chat box. It's on our (laughs) website. Plug it, baby. Plug um, it. By the way. Because I know some useless useless information. Because I know George Burns smoked El Productos. But he's smoking a Baccarat. Very interesting. Uh, uh, I noticed uh, this morning that we're having a... uh, Yes, an Italian man did just mispronounce consigliere. Consigliere. Uh, Didn't you see that movie? Uh, I think some people are having a hard time finding the what chat was that box movie? because it's not on the website Analyze anymore. that. Here we or go. analyze this. What? I'm just trying to tell people how to get to the chat box so we can have more insightful comments. Making fun box. of me? Let's yes. everybody get on here and stop making fun of me. Go so ahead. Uh, if, you're, if you are having trouble uh, finding the chat box on our website, I don't know exactly what happened to it. We're going to have to talk to the web guy because he moved it. But uh, you go to ustream.tv forward slash channel forward slash the dash cigar dash authority. 
and boom, it pops right up. Boom, it's that simple. <laughs> yeah. it's that boom, simple. just like so. That. Ustream.tv forward slash channel. No, slash go, go, to U- go to Ustream.tv, type in the Cigar Authority, listen live, and then you're there. Yeah. I tried that. I couldn't find it. I had to do this forward slash all the nonsense. Well, how would you know that? Because I am Mr. Jonathan. I'm an authority on everything Ustream, yeah, even though I hate Ustream. We've got to work on something because Ustream has not been well, perfect we ha- for we, us. We have been working on it. The problem is that Ustream does have a lot of cool tools that we use to be able to produce the show uh, that we can't find oh. on the other, the other website. So we're still working. Okay. Okay, anyway, so this is a very, very mild cigar. We're going to smoke mild cigars today. I'm actually, I'm digging it. It had yeah. a very uh, far-off sweetness right when I lit it. Uh, I don't mean sweet on the tip like, uh, like a flavored cigar. Just the, just the sense of sweetness on the smoke, on the finish. Yeah, yeah. Well made. Made in, in Honduras at the Camacho factory. And uh, hopefully this brand continues to stay on for years and years. And we'll all remember Sal. So, uh, hey, great guy anyway. So, Sal... Thinking of you today, thinking of you all the time anyway. Great man, lost in the cigar business. It will not be the same without him. Lemongrass and stivia leaf. Stivia leaf. Yeah, I don't stivia, know. Stivia is a, uh, it's a leaf that has a very sweet um, juice that you can extract from it, and then you can simmer it down and create another kind of sugar. Is uh, McDonald's carrying that yet? They are not. They are not. <laughs> they are not. Stivia leaf. Guy's a pro. Yeah. Arugula. That's Aruga. what I go it's with. A, it's, it's a vegetable. That's a, that's a sweeter kind of lettuce. It's a vegetable. Arugula. Does another the two movie? of you just do a show because you're just going back and forth because with the movie Because mo- it's another movie line, which is My Blue Heaven, Steve Martin. And that was a funny part. Great movie. you got to get out of the side. You're going to melt all, all this stuff. stuff. That's yeah. the only line I know. Okay. <laughs> Arugula. That was a... You'd think you would pick up on that anyway. So I stopped in to see Jesus Fuego, uh, which uh, we gave him the plaque, Cigar of the Year, the brand 2283. Congratulations to him. He was very, very happy and uh, looking forward to a big year with that brand. Uh, we smoked a um, uh, some of his original stuff that's been out there for five years or so and uh, some new things that are coming out. He's got some low-end cigars coming out uh, probably in August or September. Um uh, was a little early tasting it. You sure. know, it still needs, needs six months anyway. But uh, it was interesting. It's, it, it's good. And uh, just short stays with these people down there as I could. As I said, I stopped in to see Nick Perdomo. He's all excited. A new brand coming out for him. And uh, we're going to have him up in June. He's going to come up on Father's Day weekend. Oh, cool. So we'll get him on the show. And he's always a, a character boy. A lot of fun with him. This is what great, what's great about the cigar industry. The characters. <laughs> You know, there are plenty of characters. The egos, the characters, uh, these, these, the hard-working folks, though, I'll tell you. Whatever you say, it didn't matter. Everybody was at work. You know, nobody knew I was coming, and everybody was at work. There's no goofing around. These guys play hard, but they work hard, and that's uh, what it's all about. And, and Sal, Sal didn't need to work, but he worked right till the end. He worked because he loved it. You know what he said? I hate weekends. That's another thing Sal would, would, would say. Yeah, I awesome. hate weekends. Because he's not able to work. And hey, that's how I feel. So I work on weekends. Dave wakes up and says, T-G-I-M. Yeah. Thank God it's Monday. Yeah. It's always good. So uh, so you haven't done any traveling, Dave, have you? Oh, my God. I'm traveled <laughs> out. And, and Tuesday morning, first flight out, I'm leaving for Washington, D.C. And I got to be there to fight um, all this uh, cigar taxes and, and uh, 
all this crap that's going on, if you take your eye off the ball, we're in big trouble. So the FDA is getting involved with cigars. So I'm going down there. We're going to fight everything we can. Go to Capitol Hill. I am leaving there Saturday morning. I'm staying Tuesday till Saturday morning. I'm getting a 6 a.m. flight out of Washington, D.C., I believe, so I can come back here on the show wow. Saturday uh, at noon. So, so uh, I'll, I was I'll actually be, I'll be exhausted. David, then. We I'm tired now. I'll we had right talked now. during the week about the possibility of you being delayed because you're coming out of Miami, and then I'm going to yeah. have to do the show by myself. I was all excited. I came in extra early, yeah, ready to prep, and you were here. Maybe next week if it's, if it's delayed. If it's still, <laughs> it is the Mr. Jonathan show. I won. mean, it says it right on here. Look at this. He's got it now. Now it says the Mr. Jonathan show written right on his head. You should have never showed me how to use that thing. Those folks that are listening in for the first time or maybe uh, uh, just the past couple times, Mr. Jonathan actually quit the show. We've, we've been on like nine, ten months or something. He quit the show. He was the producer of the show. He quit. And he's been here every day since, <laughs> but he but he's not producing. He's just sitting. Be- I just sit over here. It, and you know, can I? I, just, I schedule. Can I, I schedule meetings with David. He doesn't know even what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hey, let's do let's do a show meeting. You know, we'll do the prep. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I do the prep. <laughs> You're not on the show, right? Right. So and he he's been here ever since. So uh, hey, whatever. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. You have a good Super Bowl. Uh, I did. I did. You stayed home and watched them, unfortunately, instead yeah. of uh, yeah. being there with the Pats. I would have loved to have been in Dallas, man. You heard, you heard about all the debacles going on, right? People uh, losing their seats at the uh, 400, game. 400, 400 people. Yeah. Oh, my God. They, they, they probably see- <laughs> Mr. Jonathan's got a little football thing. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan's got his iPod, iPod hooked up, so he's able to do some sound effects here, too. So, so the Super Bowl Sunday... I'm not a big sports fan. I know you're as not. A lot of people, a lot of people know. Did you watch the game? I watched a teeny bit of it, yeah, just to know what what was going on and flick by it and stuff. But I did a lot of flicking. What I was interested in <laughs> was what went up against the Super Bowl. If if you owned a uh, TV station, what would you play? Right. The Super Bowl's playing. What are you going to play? Right. Are you gonna, I'll you tell know, you what I would play. What I would play the Super Bowl. I'd have it illegally playing because the guys watching the Super Bowl that own the other network aren't going to be paying attention to my channel. So I would just play you know, it. You know what I thought about? What about a, uh, an internet radio show, let's say, that there was a few guys that were sportscast guys, but they don't have a job. You know, they, they just love it. And they turn the volume off on the TV, and they do play-by-play watching the TV. Would this be legal? To do a play-by-play of a football game that they're watching on TV. I don't think it'd be legal. It's Why? Actually, I think it would be a gray area because you're not allowed to... You're not allowed to reproduce anything that they are. So you can't broadcast it. You can't broadcast it. So as long You're as not. the camera was on the sportscaster and they're watching the TV. There's no the camera. TV. This is radio. No, but that's the thing, Dave, is that you have licensed rights to people to do the radio broadcasts. You know? So, like, for example... Uh, uh, I can't broadcast the what I'm seeing? No. No matter what it is? Not broadcast. Not broadcast. Because, like, Westwood One, on for the, example, owns those rights. So they broadcast it on, the it on not only the radio waves, but also the Internet. They have exclusive rights for that. This is a gray area. It is gray. I would not recommend it. <laughs> I would not recommend it. I think we should it. do it. I mean, if, if I knew enough about sports to do the broadcast, what do you got to lose? All you're doing is reporting to it. Well, I say this. Dave, I'm the cigar of a star, I'm, I'm a star of a cigar show, and I know nothing about cigars, so you could do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is why I say this. This is what got me thinking of it. So what went up against the Super Bowl? Right. That's a great question. So I go to BZ, Channel 4 in Boston, and um, the, it was the news. The Super Bowl starts at 6 o'clock. They okay. go right on with the news. Lead story, 
Lead story, the opening news, the Super Bowl. <laughs> Anybody who cared about the Super Bowl was on the other station. Yeah. was on Fox, right? Because the Super Bowl's on Fox. But lead story, they're talking about, it's the Super Bowl, it's off and running and everything, and it's unbelievable, let's go live to so-and-so who's in the parking lot. And they go there and I go, who cares about this story? Yeah. And if they do, there's a lot of people that care, but they're on the other station yeah. watching it. So I said, wow, isn't that weird? And then they go on for a while, and they go on to another story. Go to Channel 5. The news also. 6 o'clock news. Lead story? Lead story. The Super Bowl. And then they go on to... It was actually um, followed by the national news at 6.30. At 6.30. Sure. And lead story, Super Bowl, followed by Egypt. So it was weird. Yeah. Channel 7, the same thing. Channel 9, which is the new... I live in New Hampshire. The New Hampshire affiliate. And you are, yep. Same thing. Channel 56 uh, did Friends, followed by Raymond. Um, Channel 25 was the Super Bowl. Channel 2 and Channel 26, which is the uh, educational station or whatever it's called, is uh, This Old House. Great show. ESPN. Now i got to go look look at sports stations. What are they going to play? Bowling. It's going to not be football, right? Right, right. You've got to imagine, because if you care about football, uh, it was... Uh, ESPN did 30 for 30, which was a basketball thing. Okay. ESPN 2 did pool. Nesson did college hockey. And then it moved on from there. CNN was about Egypt, and uh, yeah. Fox News was Egypt. Uh, VH1 did a story about the basketball wives. Have you caught any oh, of that? Oh, that's that where makes... I saw Chad Ochocinco, the uh, oh, yeah? football player, smoking. He smokes Padrones. There we go. Yep. And his wife? Uh, he was he was chatting with one of the ex wives of one of the basketball players. Okay, I can't believe that you would watch. The yeah, show my wife had it enough. on, but yeah, I'm guilty. Yeah, the guilty, wife, guilty. The wife had it on. My wife watches a lot of stuff, and I just walk out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you had a thousand ways to die on Spike. I like that show. Ro- I do too. I do too. HBO had the Rollerball, and um, it, it was interesting to s- oh, Animal Planet had a show called Puppy Bowl. It was like a Super Bowl for puppies. So it, w- it was weird anyway. But imagine owning a station and you have to, and this is what they do. They kind of like storyboard what's going on. That's and right. What do you put against it? And nobody put any heavy hitters. Nobody tried to do anything. You know, you'd think uh, maybe Vince McMahon would try yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Definitely. But, you know. Did you extend your research to halftime? Because I know in the past, like I, I, this is a great question, Dave. Okay. And I remember, I think it was either last year or the year before, uh, Travel Channel. They have a show called Man vs. Food. Awesome yep, show. Yep. Um, and they had during the, the during halftime of the Super Bowl, they, they were plugging this for weeks in advance to switch over to the Travel Channel and watch this Man vs. Food-like extravaganza. And uh, you've seen that in different networks get creative to try to capture that audience by, you know, at halftime there's no game now. Now it's a halftime show. Well, here's your opportunity to switch to a different station. What are you going to air to entice people to come over, and the Travel Channel solution was man versus food. So that's a great question to ask, and I would have loved to have seen that. What oh. were stations doing during halftime? And they, and they know halftime's going to be at a certain time? Yeah. I remember there was a pay-per-view event a few years ago where they had, like, this uh, lingerie bowl. Yes, yes. That was another halftime thing. Yeah. So I, I remember that well. In the lingerie bowl, I said, wow, this is interesting. I, maybe I'll check out the lingerie bowl. And my wife says, you know, watch that crap. Just watch the halftime Super Bowl thing. I said, okay. And that was the one where Janet Jackson yes. took her top off. Woo-hoo. And I'm like, okay, so I'll, I'll watch this. <laughs> and that was the one. And you got to make your wife happy because you weren't watching all that crap. Right. It's crap anyway. But I, I'm, I'm interested to see what people do and stuff. But 
geez, I, I, I blew it then. Next year I'm going to actually watch uh, halftime. Uh, what did you think of this halftime? Did you see? I didn't, I, I, I didn't watch Crazy. It, it reminded me of like the China uh, Olympic Games with all the lights going on. And yeah, I thought the music was terrible. Uh, also, the, the opening of the Super Bowl of uh, the National Anthem, what a Hack disgrace. Hack job. Hack job, yep. Disgrace. Yep. Biggest audience of her lifetime, and, and she blows it. Oh, well. I don't know if that it's a disgrace. I mean, it, there's so much pressure to get it to be perfect, and she does the best that she can. She messes up the words. I mean... Could you sing the national anthem word for word right now? No, but I'm not a professional singer, but I could smoke a cigar during the national anthem or whatever I have to do, <laughs> and, I, and I'd do a good job. And it wouldn't it. go out? Knock it out right. of the park. Whatever I have to do, I'd do a good job at whatever I do. So, anyway, that that's... Uh, good research, though, David. Yeah. I, can't, I mean, yeah. I thought it was interesting because I, you know, I'm really not into it. So I say, let me let me just... Uh, Are you in it for the commercials? You ever watch... I like the commercials. Yeah, they, that's what they say, too. And I wasn't impressed with any of the, any that I saw. I didn't see every one, obviously. Uh, yeah. Because I was watching a puppy bowl and uh, Thousand one, one Ways to Die and different things like that. Just switching around and seeing what's going on. But you'd think somebody would have the nerve to say, there's got to be more people like me that... It's so much hype and stuff. It yeah. never, never is going to live up to to what it, uh, the game of what it's going to be. And I'd rather be somewhere else. But truly, there isn't anything good on. So you end up going to the Super Bowl anyway. So I think everybody's kind of said, you know what? They got it. I'm just going to let them have it. We're not going to fight back or anything like that. I hate that. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, come up with something interesting. And if you lose, you lose or something. Uh, uh, you know, maybe Howard Stern does some yeah, sort of yeah, show. Right, or right. Vince McMahon, like you said, yeah. I think, yeah, dude, I love it. I love it. I would do it. Life what? is about the battles. Yeah. What I do you think? I smell a contest. There we go. Let's, uh, should we should we go live with the Cigar Authority next year during the Super Bowl? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, David. yeah. <laughs> we'll go straight up against him. Taking him down. Well, and people could while watch no, halftime show. Halftime show. Watching it on TV and, and and telling them what we see during the show. So watch the Super Bowl with the Cigar Authority, mm. and you put your TV on too. Turn the volume off like we used to do on basketball when we used to listen to Johnny Most. Yeah. You, uh, for the people that don't live in Boston or aren't old enough to remember, Johnny Most was the radio broadcaster here in Boston. He was so entertaining. He had so much excitement. When he broadcast, he was so much better than than the TV guys. So everybody would do this. They would watch it on TV, turn the volume down, and put the radio on and turn him up. That's how I feel about Gil Santos. I actually, if I'm watching a Patriots game on TV, I'll turn the TV down and put on the uh, Gil Santos broadcast because he's so much better. There we go. So, you know, they have to be because they have to... You have to be able to see the play by what they tell you, you know? Sometimes it's more enjoyable. It's a better game listening to the game I, than I actually I prefer driving it. around listening to it myself. So, anyway. All right, so uh, yeah. <laughs> we are going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm very excited. We're smoking a nice cigar right now. But uh, Justin, Brian, and Bob, the boys from CrapCigars.com, are going to be on here telling us what cigars not to smoke because we don't have to smoke the lousy ones. They do it for us. So isn't that nice? Brilliant. They smoke the crap, so we don't have so to. So we don't have to. you got to check it out. It's, it's crapsaguys.com. So let's take a short break. Let's do it. When we come back, uh, we'll have those boys on, and we've got lots more coming up. So stick around. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.
And this is where the music's supposed to come yeah, in. Yeah, where's the music, we're baby? we're supposed to go to break. Oh, right, because I'm the bumper guy now. Oh! Mr. Right? Oh! Jonathan! Which just makes it even better. I'm just like... make it better. I forgot that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, right? <laughs> yeah, you, don't lose that day job, Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> I'm going to be fired from something else. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my two guys' smoke shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's Stogie Heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican, El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it, certified. One taste, and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back, and it's 2283. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago. But today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, man who go to bed with itchy bum, wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie, and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing, it's what some call the modern-day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing.
Okay, Mr. Jonathan's playing the music now. He's awake now. He knows All what's right, going on. Up. He took over this position. He says, I want to do the bumper music. And then the, we go to break, and he just sits sitting back. And sitting I'm back, lo- relaxing. Relaxed. I'm looking at him. This is where the music usually goes in. Yeah, it usually is. Oh, no. And, <laughs> but you didn't say the swear word. I was That's expecting. because I have never sworn on the radio, ever. Unlike some people. Really? Okay. And we were worried about uh, the guys from uh, CrapCigar.com because if you listen to CrapCigar.com, they actually come right out. It's, it's an Internet-based thing, so they can say whatever they want, and they certainly do. And I'm, I'm a little, jealous. Uh, what? That they can say whatever they right, want. Right, right. Hey, we did the first, if, if you check back on our uh, first or second episode or something before the radio stations picked us up, we were just... Uh, Doing it the way we wanted to, said what we wanted to. I don't think we were we were bad, but uh, no, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, but we were able to say we it. We used to kept just bust on each other because we'd be like, "Well, when we go on the radio, you're not going to be able to say that anymore." Right, right. So anyway, uh, yeah, I told these guys 12:30 to call in, and uh, they're not there. So this is what we call stretching in the industry. <laughs> now we're very well. I like that. We're in the industry. In the industry. Uh, when we went to break, we continued to talk about this Super Bowl uh, live Super Bowl show. That we could bring in, uh, just imagine the Cigar Authority next year with host Howard Stern and maybe Vince McMahon along with us, because we got to be there because we came up with the idea, and we're sitting around on the couch and we're watching the Super Bowl. And you can't see it. You turn your, to the audience, we tell you, turn the your TV, the volume off in your TV, and watch the Super Bowl with Howard Stern and, and uh, Vince McMahon and the Cigar Authority, and we smoke cigars and we, and we talk about the game and, you know, give us some more chicken wings and things like that. But did you see what he did? And if it, it was internet only, we could yell and swear and say, oh, my God, and talk about the spreads and different things. I think it would be a better show than uh, the Super Bowl as it is. I would be more interested in it because joking around and uh, telling stories in between instead of just facts and figures. And, you know, it would be just like doing this radio show and just talking strictly about the cigar over and over and Boring. over. Boring. Right. So you got to... And that's what happens to me on Super Bowl. I can watch for a little while. I just got the signal. The bat signal. The bat signal's or the, up. Or the crap signal, as we'll call it for today. Okay, we have the crap signal in. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, something very, very different here on the Cigar Authority. As I said, we're always looking for the greatest cigars, but these guys have taken a totally different approach to it, and they're looking for crappiest cigars. And they've certainly found them. If you check out crapcigars.com, my God, they found some real crap. So <laughs> on the line with us should be Justin, Brian, and Bob from CrapCigar.com. Are you guys there? Hey, what's up? Hey there. Okay, do we get all of you? Can you hear us? I can hear yeah. you. Uh, do we have all of Justin, Brian, and Bob? Yeah, we got uh, Justin here in Long Ashes. We got Bob and Nubs. Hey, what's going on? Nothing. We got, uh, Brian the Ashtray. Yep. Brian the Ashtray. The Ashtray. Well, first off, I want to say I love your stuff. I think it's fantastic. It's certainly, there's a lot of people doing the, the stuff we do out there, but there's nobody doing what you guys do, and you do it really good. The most up-to-date, unaccurate information I've ever heard, which you actually say yourself, but uh, it's really funny stuff, and, and I appreciate it very much because, uh, and, I, and I would guess a lot of people do because you do what you say. You smoke crap so we don't have to, and I appreciate it very much. How did you come up with this idea? Uh, basically, it actually stems back to uh, Twitter. You know, there's a lot of peeps on, on Twitter that uh, cigar peeps we all hang out and smoke and stuff and talk on Twitter. And uh, they're talking about some of the cigars, you know, 
cigars international that was uh, like the cheaper cigars or whatever. And I just kind of thought to myself, you know, nobody reviews these things. And you buy these damn bundles. And uh, when you buy these bundles uh, of cigars, you know, they're like uh, $30 or $20 for 20 cigars. They might be good. They might not. And if they're not, you just wasted your money. You know, I got kind of tired of it. And I thought somebody needs to review these things. And I guess that somebody is a, us at CraftCigar.com. Now, you guys are all friends with each other, and you hung out at cigar stores. Or how do you know each other? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Astra is my brother-in-law. Well, the pesky brother-in-law that comes over to steal my cigars. Over the <laughs> you okay. And uh, uh, Nubs has uh, been a, a long friend of mine for about 10 years. And uh, my brother, so uh, Brandon, he's not able to make it today, but uh, he's the punch. He's the newest, newest addition to the show. He actually can't make it, but, you know, he's my brother, so that's how we kind of all know each other. Okay, and you'd, you'd get these cheap cigars, and you say, you know, $30 for 25 cigars, a little a buck, a buck a piece. It sounds tempting because uh, they write a good review on it themselves. Obviously, the sales pitch of it, you know, it tastes smooth and buttery and blah, blah, blah. And then you try it, and you say, holy God, this is awful and harsh. And, uh, you know, some <laughs> Some of the, you know, here's some of the words that you guys say: cardboard, harsh, definitely crappy, uh, and, and, and a whole lot worse than that. Um, you know, tell no, me. We get pretty bad on it. We don't hold back. No, no you don't. No, you don't. And, and it's and for the for the most part, they're cigars I have never tried before. And uh, being a cigar store owner myself, I have to. I, I say it to uh, my customers all the time. I smoke a lot of crap cigars that never make the shelf. I try them first to see if I want to bring them in and buy them, and they're awful, and I decide not to, and then they'll come in and maybe say the name of a brand that I've tried and turned down, and they say, do you carry such and such? And I say, no, I don't, and uh, I didn't think it lived up to uh, the price or the reputation because for a dollar, for $2, I don't care how cheap it is. If it's crap, it's crap, and that's that. Yep. So, uh, yep. and mostly uh, what I've seen that you, you have is, is mail-order company cigars, right? No name uh, as, as opposed to uh, regular stuff that's out there. Well, yeah, what we usually do is we'll get uh, cigars from Cigar.com or uh, Cigar International, but we did have the opportunity to sample a, a cigar from a local brick-and-mortar, uh, and that was a, a review that we recently posted called The Ugly Duck, and that was from Bell's House of Tobacco over in the Mason area. And we just did a review on that, and, and that in itself uh, didn't end up being a diamond in the rough, but was overall a, a pretty decent smoke. So we've, we're starting to branch out and get uh, other mixtures rather than just the, uh, the online mail order. We're, we're starting to hit some of the local brick and mortars as well now. Do you guys take uh, suggestions from uh, your viewers? Of stuff you should try because I've got a couple. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's had some crappy cigars have, over his time. Uh, may I suggest to you for a cigar that you're going to hate the Onyx yeah. as an example? It's disgusting. That that's one of um, Mr. Jonathan's worst cigars is, is Onyx. Right, what I've seen out out there from you guys so far is 34 different brands that you smoked, and everything from Diamond in the Rough to the crappiest crap. And I'm saying this in the nice way, the radio the radio station way, the crappiest crap. <laughs> oh, they use different words. Yeah. Oh, they have dog. <laughs> they have dog turds, friend worthy, yard guys, smokable. <laughs> You know, some things are, hey, it's smokable. There's uh, some yeah. things that aren't even smokable. I mean, I, I heard some uh, uh, 
stuff that you know that they did that is like really really bad stuff. So uh, you know they call it the way it is, and, and that's the whole thing that you guys aren't in the business at all, right? You just consumers. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, you know, I think it's a really good idea for uh, for people that want to enjoy a cigar for a decent price. You know, uh, there's so many cigars out there that that you can pay a lot for, and it's an enjoyable smoke by all means. But there there is some cigars out there for the uh, for the low budget uh, type consumer, and you know, I think that's really what we're trying to target out there is. Uh, you know what can you what's the best for your buck that you can get out there and we we've, we've come across quite a few of the diamond in the roughs uh one that comes to mind is is one of my favorites was probably the reposado and that you can usually get through cigar.com or cigar international and that's an excellent smoke i think they sell for about 250 a stick hmm. and you know we've we've ranged from that and then we've gone down to to some really bad things uh, like the Thompson Green label, that was horrible. Or the uh, I saw that one. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that that was a good one. That that was a great. Uh, you know, for for the high and low of the site, that was probably the low is uh, is one of the worst cigars that we've had on there. And then the high probably being the Reposado is a range on that. So, so you think people want to hear you find the good cigar, or where I found myself found myself looking for? I want to know about the worst cigar that there is out there, as opposed to, you know, everybody out there is finding the best cigar. I mean, that's that's our job on this show is actually looking for good cigars. Uh, I noticed one of them that you guys uh, said something good about is uh, the Cuban Bullet by Perdomo that you said you'd smoke it again. It is smokable. It's a low price cigar. Uh, you know, we say the same thing. I mean, they they make some great stuff for low prices, but to to save us from maybe making that low price purchase um, and, and, and the, the entertainment value of you guys is priceless. <laughs> it really is. Do you guys get feedback from the cigar companies themselves when you give them a very bad review? Uh, so far, we haven't really gotten too much feedback except for Thompson. And uh, the feedback that we got from Thompson was that they noticed that, you know, two of their house blends got the crappiest rating possible on our site. And I just kind of told the, the, the lady that, you know, I'm just being honest. I've smoked them before the, the review on the site, too, and they, I still will stand by as far as the two of the crappiest cigars I've ever smoked in my life. Yeah, so in other words, uh, we're not going to basically kind of sell out and say, hey, you know, we, we like your cigar just because you sent us a, a big box of them. You know, if, if, it, if it's crap, we're going to say it's crap. Yeah, you should. And then sure you just light the box of it on fire right there in your living room. <laughs> that would be great. Or smash it with a hammer. Do, do Maybe they... we'll put that for another, another review we've got coming up. Maybe we'll light one on fire and do it in dedication. <laughs> nice. It, it, it's some funny stuff. Do you get uh, products from the manufacturers? Do they, do they send you stuff in for you to try? Or you pretty yeah. much – they do. Yeah, actually, uh, what I was about to say with that Thompson call was the interesting thing that came out of that was even though I told the lady that two of her house blends are complete crap, Thompson actually sent us cigars to review, and they sent us some uh, more of their house blends. They're not on the site yet. We're still sampling some of them before we review them, but they're actually pretty good, believe it or not, and we're going to be posting that on the site. Okay, so there you go. Uh, sure, they, they, they... So we got Thompson. Uh, we're, we're actually going to be working with uh, Cigars International here. Uh, Carlos Carano is going to be sending us, sending us some stuff. We got all kinds of fans donating cigars all the time. So, 
we got plenty of cigars right now. I mean, we still got about uh, you know a good five to seven months worth of views wow. in my humidor right now. Terrific. I'd say it's it, it's pretty amazing how uh, how cigar dot com how we're taking off and the following we're starting to get, uh, as well as all the uh, cigar manufacturers and, and, and uh, companies that are sending out cigars for us to sample. I mean, it's it's really phenomenal that that something like this is really taking off the way it is. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, they got to be uh, worried because there's not a lot of really good reviews. I mean, most of the stuff is, is getting uh, a tough uh, rap from you guys, so they got a lot of, lot of nerve to, to do it. They better certainly uh, make sure it's uh, something halfway <laughs> decent anyway. What do you got, Jonathan? Do you, uh, well, do you, do you find that um, people are gravitating toward the cigars that you're rating as the crappiest of crap? And the reason I'm asking that is sometimes we'll smoke a cigar here on the Cigar Authority, and it's so powerful and so strong, it actually makes us sick. And then we find that people go right out after the show and they buy them because they want to see if they can be man enough to smoke it. Do you find that uh, people are making comments like, oh, I tried the Thompson Green level and you're right. You know, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I smoked three of them in a row and I will never smoke them again because it sucks. Yeah, we've actually had, uh, you know, going back to what you guys were mentioning earlier, you know, uh, do people usually look at the crappiest crap or they look at the diamond or up? We get a mixture of both. There's people who have actually went and purchased cigars based on our opinion and then came back and said, thank you so much for the review because this truly is a diamond in the rough. And then we've had other guys say that, oh, man, the, the way you described that cigar, I'm so crappy. I wish I was smoking it with you just so I could see how crappy it was, too. So. There was, uh, I'll, tell, <laughs> I'll tell you, I have a few uh, retail stores myself, and uh, one of my employees, uh, Mike, who I'm looking at right now, I'm in one of the stores now, and um, he got um, this, I'm going back a few years ago, a, a full, real full-body cigar came in called Tatuaje. You must know that brand. And, and they had a, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, it was brand new at the time, and they had a small-size cigar. And uh, Mike smoked the cigar, and he smokes lots of cigars every day. And um, after a little while, he started turning color, and he didn't look too good. And then he says, I'm running to the bathroom, okay? I said, yeah, go. And he ran to the bathroom. He threw up, and he came back, and we, we, the rest of the workers made fun of him for the rest of the day. Well, when customers came in, that, customers came in, and not that it was a bad cigar. It was too strong for him. It was early in the morning or whatever. But, but customers came in, and I says, oh, my God, earlier today, Mikey tried one of these cigars, and I show it to him. I said, he ran to the bathroom, and he threw up. And they said, really? And they reached in the box, and they grabbed four or five and went to the register and bought them. So I said, no, 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 I want to let you know that he actually got sick from them. And they said, yeah, I heard you. So the next customer came in, the same thing happened. And I said, what the heck? Is, this is the worst sales approach I've ever had in my life as a salesman for 25 years. But people actually wanted to see for themselves. Yeah, can, does I, it, does can it, I handle it? it? Can I handle is it? it? Is it yeah. going to make me sick? Let me see what happens. And I'm sure and, for you guys, it's is it really that disgusting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is awful. I'll, Try I'll, it. I'll tell you, it's, it's amazing the customer's perspective on things. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is uh, a while ago, I had a cat and it had kittens, and I tried to give them away for free. These cats had their shots, and uh, I, I received no responses at all. And then a week later, I put those same uh, kittens on on the site, and uh, I said that they're, you know, $15 a piece, and they sold within a week. So it's, it's amazing to, yeah. to, you know, that you, the things you come across. It's, it's all, I guess, a matter of, of, of the delivery and the perspective that you're uh, 
you're getting out there to the customer. Yeah, I don't know if I would smoke, you know, if I was a consumer, would I smoke a cigar that was $30 for a bundle of 25 of them? I probably wouldn't even attempt to try it because my my perception without even trying it is this is crap i mean it's a dollar cigar you got s chip taxes you got uh shipping you got packaging you got all this involved in it the cigar is virtually nothing it's got to be crap right therefore i'm not even going to try it and uh if if they would raise the price of that particular cigar i might give it a try hmm. so that's interesting that uh, it, it may be well, priced too low more often than not- more often than not, what we found is the cigars that are usually the dollar sticks are pretty much crap. We haven't really found too many of those. But the ones that are like 2 or $3 and getting outside of our range of, of our site but still kind of considered budget cigars in the cigar industry, those $4 sticks are still really excellent cigars. One that we can never review on the site because we're still trying to keep that $3 limit is the La Triviata from CAO. It's a, you know, it's a cheap smoke. But it's a really excellent smoke. It's got a lot of good flavors to it. You know, it's, it's a good brand name, so people pick it up. And I've, I've smoked several of them. It's hmm. really good stuff. What state are you guys in? We're in Ohio. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know what the tax issue is there, but, you know, around here, and we're in New Hampshire, uh, we're in a non-tax state of New Hampshire, and, and there's lots of really good stuff. Brick House, which is a $5 cigar. you got the uh, uh, Nick Stick stuff. $5 cigars, uh, like you said, the CAO, uh, great stuff for $5 and under. And um, But, to, you know, we haven't had a lot of luck um, with um, the really, really low stuff as far as, you know, think it's smokable, you know, en- enough to um, walk a customer over and say, you know what, this cigar is pretty good because that's, that's our job. You know, we don't want to sell the customer any crap. We don't care what they buy. We want to... You know, do do the right thing by the customer. No, no we matter. We get these guys what? to rate uh, some Dos Ombres because those are two dollar and fifty cent cigars, and then I'd run the risk of them saying it's a crap cigar. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I mean, we we have private labels ourselves because we we're a mail order company also. Uh, by the way, your uh, Cigars International and and Cigar dot com is one and the same. That's the same actually owner of the same company. But um, I don't know. Yeah, we. <laughs> Yeah. We, we we thought that was kind of funny. We were whenever we get a shipment, they both had the same address. Right, right. Uh, where they and they're all owned by General Cigar, which is the people that own Macanudo and and Potagus and those brands. That's the company that owns it. So uh, you know the, the, yeah. the amazing thing though is if if you actually talk to Cigar.com or Cigar International and you mention that to them, they they don't want to admit it. They'll they'll deny it at all costs. I think that. Maybe it uh, offers, uh, you know, if someone doesn't want to go with Cigar International, well, then we've got Cigar.com out there, too. Right, right. And, and one looks a little little classier than the other one. And, it, yeah, it's an old marketing uh, plan. And, hey, they're doing very well. I mean, I know the folks there very, very well. I know the folks at Thompson's very well. And uh, I'm going to bring it up to uh, when I talk to... Uh, to those folks up there, I'm going to definitely mention your site and uh, what it's all about because it's very, very interesting. Bring the recorder so we can hear the response. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and Jonathan's, uh, jo- you know, Jonathan's saying right now that, uh, you know, w- would would I dare send you guys a private label of mine and worry that, you know, you, you're going to destroy it or what are you going to do? And, it, it, hey, you got to think about it, right? Nobody wants their stuff destroyed. But, uh Hey, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll have the I have the nerve. Let me let me offer this to you. I mean, if you're going to send it out to us, 
And if it's, if it's a personal blend, I mean, uh, you know, you, if, if you think it's good enough to put on your shelf and uh, sell to your customers, I'm sure that you probably won't have much problem sending it to us. Uh, you know, if, if it's good, we're going to say it's good, and if it's crap, I guess we'll say it's crap. That's okay. So we're not out. Uh, we're not out to just dog cigars. That's what I try to tell Thompson because the, the marketing lady there, Thompson, said, you know, what can you tell me? Uh, uh, you know, to, to reassure me that you're just not going to pretty much say that the cigar is complete crap. And I'm like, well, if you look at the site, we have several diamonds in the rough on the site. So, you know, someone asked us on Twitter once, are you guys just doing it for the comedic effect? Or are you really looking for good cigars? And the truth is, you know, whereas the site is really funny on some of those crappy cigars, we really are looking for that diamond in the rough, that good cigar that everyone can smoke. Because, you know, I got, Ashtray's got four kids, I got four kids. Uh, Nubs has one kid. You know, we're all, you know, the economic times going on these days. Sure. You, know, you can't really spend a lot of money. We're cigar smokers. We're looking for the good deals, too. So it's not just for everyone else. It's also for us, too. I mean, that's why we created such. Yeah, there, there's a beneficial effect that comes from uh, Cigar.com, not only for the viewers, but as well for us. I mean, uh, you know, we, we want to get the most bang for our buck as well. So... You know, there's, there's advantages to that by all means. And one of the things we were hoping we were going to be able to do this year is make it out to Cigar Fest uh, in Pennsylvania. And unfortunately, their, their, their ticket sales went immediately. I mean, there's no way that we're going to be able to get, make it out there. But that would have been a great opportunity to, you know, talk about Cigar.com and then sample some new cigars. Right, right. Okay. Cigar.com, man. We're up against a hard break, but I got to thank you guys so much for uh, coming on the on the thing. We're going to keep watching it. Uh, anybody out there that's listening that that wants to have a, uh, some real entertainment as opposed to a show like this, crapcigar.com is the is the uh, website, and there's some funny funny stuff out there. And uh, hey, maybe they're going to save you a bad purchase, or maybe they're going to find a diamond in the rough. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we're going to watch for you. And maybe I'll have the nerve to send you a bundle or two of cigars and uh, roll the dice. Uh, hey, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll smoke them. Okay, okay. <laughs> At the very least, we know you guys will be honest. Can I can I ask them a, a, a random question? Sure. You guys are from Ohio, right? You guys anywhere near Cleveland? Uh, actually, Cincinnati. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to ask if you guys are familiar with the beer out there that I love from Great Lakes Brewing called uh, Christmas Ale. Oh, yeah, we're definitely familiar with that. We, we, you know, that was another thing I was going to mention real quick before we go. Uh, we've also got a new site at craftbeer.com as well. That wow. Beers. Okay, we, we're into beer yeah, down here too, so we're going to get together. We're going to get uh, – we like beer and we like cigars, so uh, we got we got a lot in common. We're, we're trying to smoke great cigars. And uh, you guys are looking for great cigars, so uh, we got something going on here. It's a very interesting thing. So, uh, guys, once again, thank you so much for joining us, and we'd love to have you on again if that's okay. Yeah, not, not a problem. Thanks for having us. Okay, that is uh, the folks from crapcigar.com, and uh, you got to check it out. you got to check it out. It's some funny, funny stuff and uh, some crappy, crappy cigars, i got to say. So, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back... We got Andy Numbers Nelson, the accountant, and he's going to tell us uh, how we can write off these cigars. We'll, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.
Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs looking to grow your business or increase sales. Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore, thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white-banded Dos Ombre Dominican or the fuller-body green-banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan or how about the red-banded Dos Ombre Honduran available in natural or deep dark Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars and cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang for your buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603 603- The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle, a bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars, not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money, they'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick 
Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Here's Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. And we are back. 617-237-1234 is the number. Checking in with us, WWZN. AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston, WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL, that's 1320, Positive Energy, Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. If you'd like to watch the show live and you can actually see what's going on, you can go on to the CigarAuthority.com or Ustream.tv. And it's podcasted at your convenience to take with, along with you on podbeam.com. So we're back, and with us today, and with us this segment, is Andy Numbers Nelson. He is the accountant. He's my accountant. And uh, how are you, Andy? Thanks I'm for great. coming on. I, I just came from work, and i got to go back. You know? you gotta it's, go, like, you it's, know, it's already time. It's like driving me nuts. And I'll talk to Andy right up till April 15th, and he'll be going crazy. But this year, I, I understand we got an extra day or so. Oh gee, when's, ta- when's tax day? Thanks to the thanks to the beautiful people in Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah. A- April eighteenth is now the date that you can file your return to because uh, it's some kind of obscure holiday in in uh, Washington D.C. And I guess the federal government's closed down in Washington D.C. that day, so. They're not going to process returns on the fifteenth, and they're going to let us go to the eighteenth yeah. this year and only. Yeah, I wonder this year if we're still paying them for the day why. they're taking off. We are paying them for the day they're taking off. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they probably get double overtime. And then Massachusetts is probably going to give us an extra day on top of it because Monday's Patriots Day. So maybe the 19th. Depends on where you live. <laughs> if you're in Massachusetts, you got till the 19th extra day. So if you're like me, you wait till the last second to pay yep. because I got to pay. He tells me where, way in advance what I have to pay. But I don't put a stamp on that thing. I'm not giving them one extra second. Not one extra second. Because I pay a lot of taxes and I drive you crazy. I know I do. But I've I hate it. I've actually seen you walk out slamming the door I leaving him in your office. This poor guy <laughs> has to put up with this. But it's, uh, he's, he's like the dentist. You know, I like the guy personally. But I don't like going to the dentist. And I don't like going to the accountant. Because it's painful. It's, I'm like that person that, you know, I solve your problems. But... You don't never know what solved, I did it. You've never solved a problem. I don't know about solving my problems. <laughs> he's, he's letting you know problems you didn't know you had, oh, and then man. solving them in a way you just don't understand. Perfect. Yeah? <laughs> You're so eating my jokes. I am sorry. <laughs> so the question everybody that's uh, a cigar smoker that's listening to this show is wondering is, can they, and if they can, how can they write off their cigars? Well... You know, if you give them to uh, customers and clients and stuff like that, and you sit there and you smoke them with them, you may just be able to do that. You know, you have a, it's just like taking them out to dinner. If you, if you, you take them out to dinner and you talk business, you can sit there and 
right off your cigar. Because I know, you know, all the, all the, mostly all the, the better cigar stores right now have lounges inside them. And you see at lunchtime, you know, uh, maybe a lawyer or something will come in with a client or something and sit down and have a cigar. And you see the, the talking business or whatever's going on and having a cigar. I wonder if the guy is using a credit card and running it through the business and it's, it's part of the thing. Instead of having uh, maybe a sandwich with the guy or, or lunch, he's sitting down with a cigar and... The good thing about having a cigar with somebody is if the cigar is long enough, you've got an hour or more to sit with that person until it's over as opposed to just shoot the drink down and say, listen, i got to get going. Yeah, get back to work. You, you're not going to be able to yeah. puff fast enough. You want to puff it. You know? So there's, there's ways to write off the cigars which could help in a big way the cigar stores that uh, you know, let your customers know that uh, they can possibly write that so, stuff out. Well, Andy, I don't, I don't give out my cigars very often to customers because i'm typically djing and there's no smoking in the in the lounges but if uh i am using my cigars on my own radio show on wednesdays that i could write that off couldn't i well if it's it's a part prop, of my show it's part of a prop and stuff like that those things are all things that you can turn around and look at you know plus i'm on a cigar radio show i need to do research during the week absolutely you know you never know outstanding there That's, we go yeah. i'll be giving ed a call this is good <laughs> stuff just save your receipts i guess right mm-hmm. yeah Save your receipts. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to – you ever get audited, you're going to have to prove it. Yeah, you're going to have to write down who you – you know, who you gave the cigars to and why you have to buy the cigars and stuff like that. But is as that long what, as you can document what you got, you know. You, is that what happens when you take somebody out to dinner? You document that absolutely. it was a business thing? Absolutely. All right, let's light up. The good thing about Andy, too, is he remains my accountant because he's a cigar smoker. That's important to me. I try to do business with those who, who do business with me. The second cigar of the day we're going to smoke is Baccarat. Uh, this was the cigar that uh, Sal Fontana uh, came up with after it was C. Upman and then later became um, uh, Baccarat, and now it's Baccarat the game because of Baccarat Crystal. So they had a, a rough run for it, but they sell about 9 million of these cigars a year. That is huge. What it's is- one of the highest volume cigars sold in the world. Was there a reason why you told us not to put it in our mouth right yes. away? Yes. Before we even light, let's taste the cigar. Mm. Something different right off the bat. Cherry. What do you got? Artificial sweetener on the tip. That's what it is. It's artificial sweetener on Can the I tip. Can I smoke it backwards? Do I have to put Well, it? and that is a way. <laughs> That's normally what I do. And they tell me this is what you do. You smoke it backwards. It's going to dissipate after anyway. But this is a cigar... That we have always, when, when some new cigar smoke is coming in, and they say, you know, uh, I don't know about cigars and stuff, and they taste strong or harsh, and I'm not going to like it. So, you know what? Why don't you try a Baccarat? And it's got a little sweetness to it at the beginning. and It's like a double whammy because the cigar itself is already a very mild cigar. Right. Plus, you've got the sweetness, so any sickness that you might have felt if you, you're very sensitive to the cigar smoke would dissipate anyways because you're putting a little sugar on your tongue. Yeah. So they, they put a sweet cap on it. It's not throughout the cigar or anything. As they uh, put the, um, usually it's a, it's a vegetable-type glue type that goes on the end of a cigar that holds it sealed closed. They have a little artificial sweetener that's in there. If they used regular sugar, it would crystallize on it, and that's why it has to be some sort of artificial sweetener that's on right. it. And that's what they use, and I wanted you to try that first. And um, I particularly, and I'll come right out and say it, and I, and I love Sal and the folks at Camacho to put the cigar. I know they sell millions and millions of them. I don't like that taste to it. You know, I don't I'm, like it either. I'm the guy that drinks his coffee black without sugar. You know, I want things to taste like what they're supposed to, and I don't want anything added to it. A purist. 
if you want to call it for lack of a better word. Um, but I think it's a good um, stepping stone cigar for somebody to try. Even a flavored cigar is a good thing for somebody to end up starting with. And then acid's another perfect example. A lot of folks start with acid. There we go. Keith, Keith did that too. And, uh, you know, you get into it. You start to like cigars. You go on to a traditional cigar. Maybe you never go back. Maybe once in a while you try it again and stuff. But usually it's a stepping stone type of cigar, and that's how I look at Backrack. Although for them to sell the millions and millions that they do, there's got to be folks out there that are on them for good. Sort of like the uh, tobacco specials. Right. Right, which is a cigar made by acid, and it's a cigar you like. It's got a Absolutely. little coffee taste to it. Yeah. And, uh, that's it. So, what do you think? I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So a little, little sweet to it, and uh, it, it's mild, and it's a big, big, huge seller anyway. So, anyway, back to uh, accounting. Anyway, I want to ask you yeah. something. You know how you drive an accountant insane? Yeah. You tie him up to a chair. Yeah. Stand in front of him and fold the map the wrong way. And that makes you crazy. <laughs> yes, that makes you crazy. <laughs> you know. Um, He'll be here all night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Try the deal. And just remember, CPA stands for can't pass arithmetic. Yeah? Nice. Nice. <laughs> a, a accountant is pretty much a historian. You deal with the history, not the future or what it is, but the history of here's what happened. The future part is, okay, you've got to pay all these kinds of taxes. Let's strategize a little for next year so it doesn't happen as bad. But here's the history of what happened to you last year. Right, and I try not to be... Always an, a historian, I try to be, and you know that I do, yep. to try and be proactive in my clients' business uh, lives and stuff like that, to try and make sure that when they are, uh, when they come to the end of the year, they're properly planned and they've done the things that they got to do in order to make sure that they minimize what they're going to pay in taxes and they maximize what they keep in their pockets. Right. Now, I remember meeting you um the first time I met you, we moved up to New Hampshire looking for an accountant. You had a little accident, and you never got to the store in time. And uh, Mr. Jonathan knows that somebody's late. They're dead to me. Yeah, well, so. I've, I've seen you say, I remember when you used to work for me. And the guy's like, I'm, I'm only five minutes late. I Wrong. Think that, I think that night You're 20 was, minutes late. I, I think that uh, weekend was the weekend that I went to a Jimmy Buffett concert. Yes, it was. And I was coming home at 1 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I've. Decided to take a nap on Route 93, going 65 miles an hour. Right, and uh, the next nap. thing I know, the did you policeman park? turned around and was knocking on the window on the side of my car because it was on its side, and um, he was asking me if I was all right. And then the next question was, was where were, where was I coming from and was I drinking? And I couldn't answer him. I ha he was standing right in my face, so I didn't have a real good answer for him other than no. Yeah. <laughs> The good answer. That's the right answer, <laughs> that, I'll tell you that. And that's why I didn't make the appointment. Right. And didn't get the job, but you did come to see me after, and you told me what happened, which was no excuse as far as I was concerned because you were alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> But you did give me a business card, and you said who you're dealing with, and you said somebody else's name, and you said, well, when it doesn't work out for him, here's my business card. Call me. Exactly what happened. And for uh, the folks that know about my Midnight Madness sale that I have every year, what happened is we moved into the state of New Hampshire and we became an S corporation. Not to bore anybody with this corporate stuff, but things dramatically change as a corporation. What were you before? 
Partnership. Got it. Yep. So as a corporation, the whole tax thing changed that your inventory that you have now added to your business has become profit. Mm. I don't have any money, but I have more cigars than I used to have. So at the end of the tax, the accountant, not Andy, but somebody else, said, you owe $100,000 in taxes at the end of the year. And I, I laughed, <laughs> and I said, that's a mistake because I think I was making about between thirty and 50000 a year. And I said, there's no way I could owe 100000 if I made $50,000. How do you owe 100000 It's impossible. And he says, no, 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 because of the inventory thing. And I go, so what do I do? Go to jail? What happens? And he goes, well, we can file for an extension. You can do this and you can do this or whatever. Or you can have a big sale. And you can raise, you can get rid of inventory, and you can raise money. And this was in March. It was the first Friday in March. So I said, okay, I'm going to have a big sale, turn inventory into cash, and hopefully make $100,000 and pay my taxes. And it worked. Didn't make any money, but I turned inventory into cash, and we called it um, Midnight, midnight Madness. madness. Yep. And we called it Midnight Madness also because we were open till midnight. We stayed open that night till midnight. Uh, huge lines, like in the ladies go to the um, uh, get bridal things, and they're all standing in line. If you've ever come to our Midnight Madness, that's what it's like. People are standing in line all day long. Huge volume of sales. Uh, you know, not a big smile on my face because some of the stuff is actually leaving at less than cost and things like that. But it's almost it, it accomplishes a few different things. It accomplishes it's it's a thank you to my customers. That, you know, once a year, I'll take the bath, and uh, you guys pile up if you want, but simply raises enough inventory. So we did it that year, and uh, it was a huge success as far as raising the money, and that was probably 15 years ago. And we do it every single year. So the first Friday of March is what we now call March Madness because we're a little older, and we don't like to stay till midnight because we get tired. So we stay from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., 12 hours. And we do huge numbers, and we raise money to pay taxes. Wow. And then one day I came in the store after that, and I said to you, uh, how's things going? And you said, I just had to pay $100,000 in taxes. And I said, well, can I take a look at yeah, that? Yeah. And uh, I found out a mistake, and uh, I think I got you twenty dollars or $25,000 right. back that year. And nice. I said, you're hired. <laughs> yeah. That was it, and that was probably 14 years ago. Yep. So you're the only person to be late. And then get a job afterward. That's right. Very nice. Yeah. You just got to get him 25K. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Or He's show cheap. up on time. He's cheap. <laughs> but he had a good excuse anyway. And, and this was when Andy had his own practice. And now you've been bought out. Well, I, I merged my practice with uh, Edward C. David and company. Uh, uh, um, a gentleman next door that was right next door to the office we, were, we, we had on Stiles Road. I'm now at... 24 styles road instead of 14 and um it's working out tremendously as far as i'm concerned it's okay working so out the, very well so the name of the company is edward c david and company and if somebody's interested in uh getting you as an accountant how do they do that oh we're on 24 styles road um my salem tele- new hampshire salem new hampshire my telephone number is 603-893-1040 893-1040 603-893-1040. It's one of the only phone numbers I can remember because what's 1040? Your tax return. That's your tax return number, 1040. So I know it, and then I forget my own number sometimes. Yeah, but really. 
He, I, knows, he always knows how to get a hold of me, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> and, and, or you can get me on the web, uh, um, Andy N at edcpas.com. That's a mouthful. Say that again. Andy N at edcpas.com. Okay. So tell us about this. Uh, what's going on with estate tax. Well, you know, everybody was fretting around this year. They're trying to figure out, do I owe estate tax? Do I not owe estate tax? Um, the, the, the law changed this year. There was no estate tax for um, um, 2010. If you died in 2010, everybody was saying it was the best year to die because, <laughs> because if you're going to die, die I in missed two, it. And Darn had it. all kinds of money, die in 2010 because there's no estate tax. What they forgot to um, put into that equation was that um, the estate tax went away, but the people that died had to be able to tell the people that were still around what they bought their stocks or whatever it was they bought for because when the people that inherited it got it, they would have to pay taxes on the difference between the basis and the uh, what it was really you bought at. So if you bought a stock what, what, 125 or 30 years ago for five bucks a share, and today it's worth three or four hundred dollars, you paid the person that inherited it ended up paying the taxes on that when they sold it. They're gonna get you one way or the other. Yeah, then no. it, it didn't go away. It just changed what it was. So yeah. this year they finally in December, which is now screwed up everybody for filing returns because we can't even e-file yet. Um, is in December they changed the law and said now if you have an estate of five million dollars or less, or if you're married and you have an estate five million or less, five million or less, or ten million or less in a well, case of a joint, that's everybody. Yeah. Okay. Anybody you, I know, you have. Um, there's no estate tax anymore. You and you get to step up the basis in your in the property you transfer it to the people that are going to inherit it, and you uh, go on from there. So there's been a significant change in what we have to deal with in 2010 and 2011 going forward. Um, they've all of this stuff supposedly goes away in 2012 again. They haven't. Uh, they're talking about making it permanent. I, um, you know, there's uh, things that said they're probably going to make that part of the law permanent, but you know, they, they, <laughs> everything is so up in the air. It's like difficult to, to even. Be in this business. Do you so. remember the exemption they had years ago? There was an, a one-time exemption on selling your home, capital gains. Well, the, the there's an exemption for selling your home is if you're single, you if you make two hundred fifty thousand dollars or less on your home, you don't pay taxes on it. Or if you're married, filing a joint return, it's five hundred thousand dollars you don't pay taxes on. But the problem on is capital gains on capital gains. So on if, you, any, if, you, if you paid two hundred thousand for the house and you sell it for Five hundred thousand, and you're married. You don't pay taxes on it. If if you one if, time, no. It, it every it, two out of five years. Every two out of five years, you can do this. So okay. every so if you buy a house, you live in it for two out of five years. You sell it. You have a gain on it. Then you can turn around and um, um, not pay taxes on the gain. If you make more than that, it's uh, going to be uh, taxed. Well, right the new now. the new healthcare law says if you sell your house for a certain amount of money, then you're going to pay a 3.8% excise tax on the sale of that house. Uh, there's a lot of things in this law that people don't know about, and it's going to come, you know, they they absolutely are, you know, 
are it's killing people. You know, one one thing that's bothering me that you brought up to me before was this 1099 and folks. Yeah, which, you know, that's when uh, you 1099 somebody that um, you're a disc jockey, for instance, Mr. Jonathan. So I hire you for a thousand dollars to disc jockey my wedding. Is that a reasonable price? It's close. Okay, so I give you a thousand dollars to disc jockey my wedding, and I make it out to Mr. Jonathan. I need your social security number because at the end of the year I got to send you a 1099. Also, well, if it's a business, Dave, don't it's Mr. not if Mr. Not Jonathan, if, right? I'm a business. Well, no, if the person that's paying the money is a business, if you're to it's, if a, um, Could, a person, a single, a person, anybody out there that's n- not in a business, they're talking about business people. Right, oh, right. Check. Okay, so if if I'm a homeowner and I have somebody come and do my roof, and I pay him nine thousand dollars to do my roof. I don't have to give that guy a 1099. I don't know if the guy's claiming his income, but that's not well, my problem. But at the same time, there's the problem. That's right. They're not capturing the right people when they're trying to do this, and I think that mm-hmm. that's part of the problem. And the law right now is is that they want everybody who's in business to give 1099s to everybody that they do business with, not just the people who are doing um, services for them, but Everybody, Staples. Um, so I buy a ream of paper at Staples. If you spend more than six hundred dollars with year. them, supposedly you have to give them a ten ninety nine. That's the current law. It's in it's the ridiculous. Senate. The, it's a ridiculous Why? law. It, it's it's going to be an incredible burden on small business, on any business. They're going to sell a lot of paper. It's going to be re- absolutely ridiculous. It's going to be. You know, a lot of these, we, we refer to a lot of these tax laws as the Accountant's Retirement Act of such and such every year. That, yeah. Because they keep us in business because there's nothing, there's no way that the average individual can turn around and deal with uh, all of these laws and the complications of these laws. Right now, it's in the Senate. They're trying to repeal the 1099 law. Um, they're trying to repeal the the health care law and all of these things with the the extra tax on the um, the sale of your house and that all of those things, but hasn't gone through all the way yet. Um, the Senate they s- seem to think that they're going to get it through, but they're not sure they're going to be able to get it through the House. What about a flat tax? Would it, what's your ideal? You, you're many many years in the business. What would? And I know it ends up hurting the accountants because it makes it so simple or something, but. It, it's not going to simplify anything because the problem with a flat tax is they're going to turn around and then they're going to make an exemption for people who make under a certain amount of money. They're going to try and... Um, why the, Why would they exempt... If I make $1,000 a year and the tax rate is 5%, I only got to give them 50 bucks. If I make $100,000, then I got to pay $5,000. Well, that's what... That's it, and they're saying that because that's a regressive tax because the guy that makes a thousand dollars has got to give you fifty bucks and he can't afford the fifty bucks where the guy with that makes a hundred thousand dollars he can, can afford of, he can afford fifty dollars but maybe he can't afford the five thousand dollars it's actually mathematically exactly the same amount percentage right and that's, that's why what would be fair well I pay I pay my I pay. If, if it was a flat tax, I would pay more dollars in the same exact percentage. Isn't that just fair? It would probably be better, but the it, the problem is, is it's not going to be a five percent tax, Dave. Whatever number it is, it's going to be more like twenty percent. 
I would like of, I would like twenty percent. You know, I think I think you know I I, I don't know because if right very, now we're partners. So we, uh, and actually, I never signed up for that. We've well, just yeah. become the tax authority. And uh, Heidi Nelson, by the way, is on the chat box. She said, "When you're done bloviating, she'd like to say hi." What so is bloviating? You know, just rambling on and on and on about stuff that no one cares about because we're not even listening to the two of you. You're having your own private conversation. <laughs> you should. We, we have also, for hours sometimes. She also. If, if, if your butt was on the line every single April 15th, you would feel differently. And there's somebody out there listening. There's yeah. somebody that cares about this. I doubt it. The same so, uh, crap. <laughs> just to get things back to cigars, Heidi actually smokes uh, Dreamsicle cigars, which uh, Andy got her on. I've never had one. Are they good? Well, for her, they're good. She likes she them. Likes she did they, say they, that she oh, likes them. Oh, that CAO? The, the, no, yeah. the, the, um, um, the flavored ones over yeah, here. Yeah, the CAO the flavors. Dreamsicle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Nice. She likes those. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just want to talk about cigars just for a second. Now you guys can go back <laughs> to well, whatever you know, it is that you're actually, talking about. Actually, my favorite cigar is, um, what is it? Oh, Heaven. Heaven Dreamsicle. Yeah, Heaven Sorry. Cigar. Right. Heaven, and they have the chocolate heaven, and yeah. the... The, um, okay. Those there. Heather. Um, Heather at Heaven. Heaven. Naples, Florida. Rudy yeah. says we should do an entire show on flavored cigars, which makes me think that might be the day I call in sick. Uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> um, anyway, sh- um, you know, um, I don't, lost my train of thought. Oh, thank I God. No idea. <laughs> you know, I personally, um, I like this cigar. This is great. I'm, I think this is a very nice, smooth cigar. Um, and I know that uh, Dave... Uh, Every so often gets on me when I bring up one of those tap tobacco specials that is the coffee. Cigars. I coffee make fun infusal. of them. And, and, I'll and smoke one every once in a while. Oh, actually, that's actually that's, a good one. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one that you that you don't mind smoking right. every now and then. Right. And, and I, I hide. I don't do it in front of people. Right. And stuff yeah. Because I don't want to feel like right. a, a wimpy guy. But, but you but actually take them on the golf course in front of everybody. And I. And You're I comfortable also with your sexuality. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Wow, we're now into sex on <laughs> yes. it, huh? Hey, this is wow. a family show. His, his wow. daughter's watching. Wow, that's pretty good. Very nice. So anyway. uh, Valentine's Day is Monday, guys. Yes. Can yes. you write off Valentine's Day presents? Well, you know, um, <laughs> it, my you, wife's my you business can take partner. Your, you can give your secretary uh, you know, a gift certificate to go out or bring her flowers or something like that. If you're going to take her home, I, you know, I, I, I have gonna, this. If you're going to take her home? 54-year-old accountant, you know, left a note to his wife and said, Honey, I'm 54, and I'm leaving today for the weekend with my 18-year-old sex, uh, sexy um, um, secretary? secretary, and we're going to, you know, we're going to have a good time. And he, so the, she told him where he's going, and when he got to the hotel, there was a note from his wife there and said, All I got to tell you, I'm 54 years old, too, and I'm going to a hotel with my 18-year-old toy boy, yeah. and um, I want to tell you that... Um, 54, 18 goes into 54 a lot more than 54 goes into 18. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How old are you, by the way? 54! Wow. No, I'm 59. Dude. Okay. <laughs> so my wife and I do not celebrate Hallmark holidays at all. Good man. We decided uh, when we first started seeing each other uh, almost eight years ago that we would never celebrate Valentine's Day or any other holiday that Hallmark suggests. How, so about, don't. how about sit down with your wife? Pour a glass of wine, take out a couple of nice cigars, and teach her how to smoke. <laughs> teach her how to smoke a nice cigar and enjoy and relax because they're missing this. They're she missing did. They are missing things. this. She this did smoke one cigar with me one time yeah. on our honeymoon. 
I had what I thought at the time was a Cuban cigar. I paid $15 for it. It was a Dominican cigar because we were in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and it was amazing. And we had margaritas, and we both shared the cigar, and she actually did not mind it. Hmm. And I think it was because we were kicking back, relaxing. We were on margarita number three, and they, they don't pour light down there. I say let's get away from the chocolates and the, the flowers that die. And let's get into premium cigars for Valentine's Day. Here, Boys here. and girls, huh? Here, here. Let's Thank turn God that into like Father's Day at the cigar store because typically on Father's on uh, Valentine's Day, it's not a big rush of cigars. There's a little bit. There's some kind women out there that will come and buy their, their husband a nice, uh, nice cigar for Christmas or a box of cigars, even better. But uh, not, not big like Father's Day. And I think uh, maybe we have some time. It's Valentine's Day weekend. The hell with going to the crowded um, restaurants that you got to stand in line for and everything. It's going to be crazy tonight trying to go to a restaurant. It's yeah. Valentine's weekend. Not doing it. Come come to uh, your, your local brick-and-mortar cigar stores. The hell with those mail-order places, too. Come to your regular brick-and-mortar store that's near you. Support them. Bring your wife home a nice cigar, and let's see what happens tonight. I dare you. All of us. I'll do that. Okay, we got to take a break. Andy Nelson, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. All right, we'll have you on again. Okay. Right near April 15th. Okay, we'll be back in just a few minutes, and we got lots of things coming up. This day in history and my trip to Washington, D.C. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. streets of Paris. Flor de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Flor de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos and old world craftsmanship. Flor de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Flor de Lorraine. Discover Flor de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Flor de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Flor de Lorraine. Flor de Lorraine. Discover Flor de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Flor de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Flor de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Flor de Lorraine. Flor de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed-out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune. 
And it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness that will keep you coming back for more and more. But it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes, the Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars, the name says it all, sir. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand cleared in the Black Earth region. Then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. You guys know that we are uh, actually live right now. <laughs> We're back. Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Cigar Authority. We're here in a Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire this week. Each week we do a radio show, the Cigar Authority, and we have to do it in a cigar store. So we're better than Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire today. If you're looking to go to Two Guys Smoke Shop and get your honey some cigars for Valentine's Day, which we recommend, take uh, Route 93 to Exit 1. Take a right on Route 28. We're about one mile down on the right. And this is the world's largest cigar store, 8,000 square feet, cigar lounge in here, um, private club upstairs, and uh, millions of cigars on hand. There's uh, 1,100 open boxes of cigars, actually, so a huge selection of cigars, if I can say a little uh, advertisement of it. But uh, uh, there's something here for everybody, so come on down. And um, we do the show uh, at one of the stores uh, every week. So uh, by all means, come in and uh, watch us do it, if you like, and smoke along with us. We're smoking the Baccarat in honor of Sal Fontana, who passed away, 86 years old, a good buddy, and uh, I'm going to miss him very, very much. So uh, that being said, we usually get to a segment early in the day, which is This Day in History, 
and we saved it to the end this time. Yes, we did. All right. And Mr. Jonathan's got the sound effects and uh, whatever he's got going on, and this time you want to do it a little different. Yeah. You want to play? Well, you can say all the stuff that I hate with okay. the beginning. And then he <laughs> hates this whole segment, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> dumb segment. Um, today's February 12th, the 43rd day of the year. There's 322 days remaining till the end of the year, and most importantly, 317 days left till Christmas. Looking forward to it. That is no Hallmark holiday. Um, <laughs> what happened today? 1999. President Bill Clinton. President Bill Clinton is acquitted by the Senate in his impeachment trial. Fat bottom girls is why he is acquitted. <laughs> because if she was hot, he probably wouldn't have got acquitted, right? Most people had no problem with Well, he's, he's into girls with large butts. Monica. And this is what you came up with, fat Hillary. bottom girls. So that's interesting. Dave, I came up with something myself. Good. good. I did. Now, please. this is going to be a little different because this is just the, uh, the expression of creativity. You have Jonathan's take on, on this date in history. And okay. I decided to give it a whirl. What I would play for sound effects because every time I'm saying, it's good, but here's what I would do. So for Clinton. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You liar! I never told anybody to lie, not a single time. You liar! These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. 1999, he's acquitted after not only doing the deed, but also lying to the American people, and he's looked upon as one of the best presidents. That's the beginning of the downfall of the United States. That's what I say. This day in 1999 began, began the fall of the United States. I think, I'm jumping I think, into the next one. I think Donald Trump's going to make a terrific president, by the way. Okay, this day in 2004. Huh. <laughs> the city of San Francisco, California begins issuing marriage license. licenses to same-sex couples in the response to the directive from Mayor Gavin Newsom. So sexual healing? What is yeah. this? This is uh, Let's Get It On by Let's Marvin Gaye. Uh, how appropriate, Mr. Gaye. <laughs> right. I didn't, oh, even, I, actually, I didn't even get that. Oh, I me was either. Just, I was me just, either. I was <laughs> saying, wow. okay, is it sexual healing? And no, no, this is Let's Get It On. Uh, and it's Marvin Gaye. Gaye. Wow. Gaye. That was unintentional. <laughs> yeah, and, right. and that's what makes it so beautiful. <laughs> sure. That was the best part of it, actually. So, Leave it to an accountant pick well, that up, huh? So, so I don't know how you feel about that subject, too, but I'm okay with it. I'm you, fine you guys want to hey. be miserable and do whatever you do, do whatever you I do. think I like what's going on in New this, Hampshire. This is, this is Chuck's version of the same 2004. Pretty obvious, but, yeah. I like Jonathan's better. Jonathan, right, I'm going to so, give you the battle on that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm, I'm up by two now by my count. No, I don't know about two. <laughs> Fat Bottom Girls on Bill Clinton. That's pretty funny, though. <laughs> Born on this day in 1809, and you, you don't hear a lot of talk about this. <laughs> it's Abraham Lincoln's birthday today. Yeah, baby. This is Lincoln's birthday. President's Day. 16th president of the United States, died in 1865. Born today in 1809. Wow. He freed a lot of people. And the good they die young. 
The good die young, huh? All right. Honest Abe. Do you want to hear he, what I have, he, Dave? He's actually the opposite of Bill Clinton. He's, <laughs> he's the opposite of Bill Clinton. Okay, what do you I, I, Captain Obvious, man. Four and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all, all men, men are created, created equal. equal. Not so women. Except Not for women. All <laughs> men. Except for in taxes. In taxes. <laughs> Andy, Andy Nelson. Or any nation so conceived. Not created so equal in taxes nope. because if you make too much, not you have to be fined more. extra. Pay more. Yep, it's not right. Uh, what do we got? 1919. It's called socialism. Born in 1919. I think you both oh, got the right. same thing on this. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Today would be Forrest, Forrest Tucker, American actor. He was the frontier capitalist. Morgan O'Rourke on F Troop. This is the song. Yep. What was that first thing? Uh, just a little Forrest Gump remix oh. I did. No big deal. Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Forrest Tucker. <laughs> oh, God. You got the same thing, Same right? thing. Same, same thing. thing. Of course All right, so I'm up by four. In the, the Fakawi Indians, yeah, right? Yeah, with the Hekawi. No, the Fakawi. Hekawi. Hekawi? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hekawi. Where the Hekawi? <laughs> 1926. What do you got for 1926 this day? Okay. Joe Garagolia. Gary. Joe Garagiola. Garagiola. Yeah. I'm not Italian. I can say it wrong. <laughs> okay, so he, American baseball player and announcer. He did the super, the uh, World Series and uh, all that stuff. Oh, we got to get a little uh, Yeah, I got something a little different. Again, you can just call me Captain Obvious on these, but uh, yeah, here's what I got. Joe Garagiola, great baseball player, born 1926. He once said, I have a baseball playing friend whose wife lost all her credit cards, and he won't report it because the thief is spending less than she did. <laughs> that is, that's an old joke, boy. That's an old one. So, uh, yeah, 1926, those Four are the... Four to two. Okay. Four to two. <laughs> Four nothing. Again in 1926, sharing the same birthday as Joe, who do we have? This one I definitely lose on. What is this? <laughs> guys will never get it it's a theme song for 21 Jump Street because it's, <laughs> it's Charles Van Doren's birthday he's the American quiz contestant that was the quiz show scandal of the 50s that confessed before United Congress that he was given the correct answers from the producer of the show 21 oh. A look around the world at other top stories of 1959. Scandal of the Year, the television quiz show fraud with Charles Van Doren, the pivotal figure. The young professor, member of a distinguished family of scholars, confessed to a Washington committee he gave the wrong answer to a grand jury probing the hoax, that he had indeed known all the questions and answers before entering the isolation booth. That was a big scandal then. That, that was really it. I think Chuck's kicking butt right I'm now. I'm just saying I, I'm getting all the props on the chat box right now. Chuck has nothing. Oh, come on, guys. No, that's good, Chuck. That's exactly what it is. So if, if you don't remember who he was, that was the uh, newscast of, of that day. 1934. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? I can't where you're going with this. You do? I do. Because there's a story about him, right? 
that he had lots of women. Oh. Today, 1934, is Bill Russell's birthday. Basketball player, center for the Boston Celtics. Bill Bill Russell's birthday today. Happy birthday, Bill Russell. And Bill Russell had thousands of women, right? Actually, uh, I realized uh, just now that uh, it was actually Will Chamberlain I was thinking of. Okay. the wrong one. (laughs) All right. So we'll say, what are you doing? I get nothing. All right. (laughs) So so maybe, maybe I can get some points here, Dave. You're going to get another point? No matter what. 103. 103? <laughs> <laughs> Man. No. You're not 100. <laughs> Sounds like a juvial, happy guy. I've heard differently. <laughs> Is he juvial or jovial? Oh, he's got the best laugh in the world. That was Dwight Howard, who's like the superstar NBA guy, yeah. uh, approaching uh, Bill Russell a couple years ago on his birthday saying, hey, I heard it was your birthday, and Russell telling him that he was 103. Busting okay. his shots. And this was actually this day exactly. That's right. Okay. So moving moving on to the next. Ooh, 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 ooh. 1956. Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, you're making that ooh, ooh sound. Shut up. Not, not the... Uh, the lame music you're playing behind it. What this is, is this? the theme song for his show, you goof. It was? Yes. <laughs> Does anybody, if you didn't say ooh, 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 nobody knew that oh, at all. Dave, i got to take this one. All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. That's how it's done. you got to get the intro, man. Whatever. Would you get the karaoke version of it? <laughs> I'll give <laughs> I'll, I'll give Chuck a tie on that one. No, no tie. Oh. This is the Arsenio Hall show. 1956, born today, Arsenio Hall from the Arsenio Hall show, uh, which was aired from 1989 to 1994. He was in a couple of good movies that I like very much. What are the movies Arsenio Hall was in? Coming to America. Coming to America. And uh, wasn't he in Harlem Nights? Harlem Nights. Yeah. Nice. Two good movies. They were great movies. Okay, that's it for who was born today that we have on here. But who died today in 2000? I'm going to kill him again. That's not fair. You're really a football guy, though. This is Tom Landry's birthday today. Not not his birthday. I'm sorry. He died this day in 2000, 11 years ago. 11 years ago. So uh, he would have been 86. I get, a, I get a good bite for him, I think. Okay. Well, you so tell me, Dave. You're kind of the judge on this, Well, I guess. that was the sound of football, is There's what I heard. from my Grantland Rice, and he's talking about class. And he said class is a very hard thing to define. It could be the swing of the sluggers. Uh, I, I actually almost used that clip. I had it. could it's be great. the flick of a quarterback's arm. But he said, once you see it, you'll never forget it. Tom Landry was class. Who's talking there? None of us got along with That wasn't Tom Landry. Well. No, this is like a best of like uh that we didn't understand. Yeah. All those years. I'm going to give it to Mr. Jonathan. We hated Because that wasn't even Tom Landry talking. Oh, well, yeah. they're talking about Landry. Uh, it doesn't matter. You so failed. we. So we. Tom Landry uh, was the guy with the, with the hat. All right, shut that nonsense off. I got a good one for Smoked the Smoked a cigar. Part. Next uh, is uh, died this day in 2000, 11 years ago. This is his best song ever. No, it is not. Yes, it is. Died at 70 years old. Today, screaming Jay Hawkins, R&B singer. Cigar smoker as well. The name of the song is I Am The Cool. 
<laughs> this is a good song, but it's not what we know him best as. And I got a feeling that uh, we're going to know him. No? Let's see here. I, I, I really thought, John. I thought you were going to pl- play. I put a spell on you. Yeah, I really I, thought that would I be never, I never go obvious. <clears throat> I put a spell on you is what he's best known for. Yeah, yes. no one cares. That song's terrible. I Am The Cool is way better. I Am The Cool. And we've heard this before. Because I've you used it as bumpers. Yeah. yeah, but it, uh, it's a jam. But nobody knows it. It doesn't matter. I know it. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm the world's greatest DJ. Is that true? It is true. Yeah? Self-proclaimed I don't, or everybody knows it? I don't, I don't make the list because I don't tout myself to other DJs. I don't really care. I'm only about the crowd. Every crowd, they say it. Yeah, you get tipped and stuff? I get tips. Yeah? Don't look directly in the sun? <laughs> don't eat yellow snow, actually. Right. It's my favorite. Okay, so you get nothing? I was gonna. I thought he was going to play uh, Put a Spell on You. Okay. I thought it was... Nice. Today, died this day in 2000, Charles M. Schultz, cartoonist for Peanuts, Charlie Brown, right? So there you go. Died at the age of 77. What do you got? All right. If, if you did what I think you should have done, I hope you, so. win, you win. Oh, Although, I see where you went with Charlie Brown, which is pretty it's way good. better. Instead of going obvious. That's what I would have uh, went with. <laughs> My runner-up was going to be wah, 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 wah. the teacher's. All right, so it was. I'm gonna call it a tie. Oh my it, God! Don't you dare! It's close enough I to a tie. Oh, Tim. Joe Garagiola, you thought it was the wrong person. Charles Van Doren. Name? I don't even know what it is. The Bill Clinton Russell. soundbite. Yeah. Arsenio Hall. The. Uh, I'll give him. I'll give him the Arsenio Hall. That was yeah. pretty good. He got the whole thing. So anyway, that's what happened in this day in history. But I'll tell you, this day, this year, right now, as we speak. It's only two days, ladies and gentlemen, two days till the pitches and catches, February 14th, report to spring training. This winter is just about over. No, it's, it's been not. brutal. It's We're just about get over. We're going to belted again. You watch. Groundhog said no. That's right. 14 days till the first spring training game, February 26th. 48 days till the first regular season game on April Fool's Day. And 55 days till the home opener here in Boston. We're in New Hampshire, but... We're still Boston. As long as that groundhog keeps it's seeing his 35 shadow. 35 days in a wake-up. This day wake is up. never going to end. 35 days in a wake-up. It's a St. Patrick's Day. 35 days in a wake-up. That's very. Uh, that's how people talk that have been in prison. That's how they talk. That's prison talk. Oh, well. Well, he did get Where caught did driving w- after a Jimmy Buffett concert. That's so. right. Where did you get that 35 days in a wake-up call? Ooh, that's a little <laughs> interesting. He's my accountant, and I think he's done time. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking like he's done time anyway. it's 37 days, but who's counting? Yeah. Um... Home opener here. Obviously, Red Sox versus Yankees, Yankees. April 8th. You going? Am I going? Yeah. No, there's people there. It's very exciting. I don't Even if to... you don't go, you go around there and you basically tailgate, but you can't bring your car there either. But you hang around and have a sausage and walk around. And sure, I'm not going to see the light of day on April 8th. What is it? I said I won't see the light of day on no, April you won't. 8th. You're going to be busy until uh, April 18th you or 19th. What's funny about me that a lot of people don't know is I'm agoraphobic. Gore. Agoraphobic. I'm afraid of being in crowds. Yet you're a disc jockey to crowds. However, if I was at the baseball field, out in the middle, making an announcement, playing music, whatever, there could be millions of people around me, and I would love it. As soon as I step down off the stage and I get inside the crowd, I get nervous. Very much like claustrophobia. 
Really? The seats are real small there, too. Yeah. I, I, have, a, I have a serious issue with that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I'm losing weight. I'm still on the diet, by the yeah. way. Is, well, is it, it working? trainer thing doing? Hey, I'm, it's I mean, working great for me. I'm, it is, right? You're Absolutely. doing it. There's a lot of folks doing See it. See my carrots over there? No kidding. No good. There's not a protein, carb, or fat. You've got to have all well, three you, in every meal. You want to try to have, yeah, you want to do your best. A snack of carrots in between meals or whatever is not going to be a bad thing. Speak, if you speaking of which, your meal. it looks like here's my lunch coming in the door right now. Outstanding. <laughs> three giant bags full of great food. Where's my French lunch? French fries, That's yours. subs. Do you get sweet potato fries at least? I didn't get fries. Uh-huh. Onion rings. Sorry. <clears throat> no, I got a, a, a salad with chicken on it. Ah, mm-hmm. Sean Connery. I just found out. Vinny DeSalvo, also known as Rudy from Canada. Uh, Sean Connery in Finding Forrester was agoraphobic. Really? The movie. Have you ever seen the movie? No. Oh, Finding Forrester. Such a good movie. Really? He, everything he does is great. <clears throat> um, speaking of taxes, I got some interesting... Oh, good. Let's go back to taxes because that was really enthralling. Well, the, 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 this is cigar taxes, and this is very, very interesting because New Hampshire is considering significant tax reductions. Four states are doing it. New Hampshire, New Jersey, Oregon, and Rhode Island are considering bills to reduce taxes on cigarettes and other tobacco products. New Hampshire now has two bills under consideration to reduce tobacco taxes. Why, you ask? They're going to drop it down on other tobacco products from 65.03% to 48%. And on cigarettes, pretty dramatic. They're going to go back um, to 2007, to the taxes of 2007, from $1.78 a pack to $0.80 per pack. Now, they're looking like every state. They're looking to make more money. How are they going to make more money? Because they're going to sell more cigarettes. Right. Normally, a state like Massachusetts says, raise the taxes, we'll make more. Well, the tipping point has already happened everywhere. And the only way to make more money is to lower your price, like we do on March Madness sale. Absolutely. We lower the price and we sell hundreds of thousands of dollars of cigars. You lower it and you sell lots and lots more. So there is a couple of bills out there in New Hampshire along with New Jersey, Oregon, and Rhode Island that are considering it. Hopefully they pass. I have good feelings of New Hampshire that this will pass and it will flourish this area. What happens when the area gets flourished with the discount on the tax of tobacco products? The restaurants will be busier. The liquor store, state liquor stores of New Hampshire will be busier. They will get sales... um, um, they will get the uh, meals taxes that they will get from the restaurants. All the businesses around here, all the big ticket items will, will sell bigger, and our taxes for making profit, business profits taxes will go up, and they're going to make lots more money. They're considering it because they did the math, and they know that that's the way it's going to go. Now they've got to sell it to the rest of the, uh, the Senate and stuff. If it works through, and i got a good feeling it's going to because I think they're getting it here. The problem is they don't get it in Massachusetts, our neighboring state over here. That's uh, good for us. We have an uh, affiliate in Rhode Island. Hopefully, for Rhode Island's sake, they do it there. And what will happen is Massachusetts people are going to run to New Hampshire or Rhode Island because they're in between the two. Sure. And Massachusetts is going to get hurt even worse. And then every once in a while, they have a tax-free day, which will exclude tobacco taxes. When they do that, they uh, taxes are okay on automobiles and all these things for for a week or a day or whatever. Not automobiles. Not automobiles. No, not anything high ticket. Anything over twenty five hundred dollars, they don't let you get away with. Really? Yes. It's, so they only they, on the, on the twenty five hundred dollars. Well, that's a big mistake. 
but so I'm getting a flavor now that the uh, the flavor on the tip has gone. That goes away. It dissipates. It, does. it took more than half the we're cigar. Smoking, we're smoking Bacharach cigar. Yep. Pretzels. Salt-free pretzels. Salt-free. Yeah, just the brown part. He's weird part. like this. He gets it, yeah, but just, just the brown yeah, of the, the brown pretzel. part of the pretzel. So I would call that toasty, right? It's not really toasty. There's a certain, like, flavor to it. It's almost, it's like a slightly overcooked bread. Yeah, I guess toasted bread. Whatever. Yeah, that, that's too generic for you. You've got to go with the brown pot of a pretzel. We're running out of time. This has been a fast. This has been a great show. I want to thank the guys from... Uh, crappy Cigars. Crapcigars.com. Crapcigars.com. Andy Nelson, he's the accountant. And uh, I'm, I'm leaving for Washington on Tuesday. Next week I'm coming back with all the information of what's happening with the FDA and all that stuff. And I'm going to try to kick some butt and bring some sense to Washington, D.C. We'll see if I can do that. We'll have some new cigars to smoke and we'll have a good time. So thanks, everybody, for checking us out this week on the Cigar Authority. We'll catch you next week. Bye, everybody. This is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven.